Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in the precious name of Jesus. Father, my heart is to encourage my brothers and sisters with what you are dealing with me about. Father, I pray that you would give us grace to see truth tonight. God, give us more grace to love you deeper, more, God, than anything or anyone else, God. Lord, I yield this vessel to you, God. You see the inadequacies, and I feel it, Lord. But here I am, God. These are your lips. Speak through them in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you can turn with me to uh, Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Verse 1, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you. And for those at Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom, all, in who, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. little background of... Uh, this portion of scripture, um, you know, the one who's writing this is obviously Paul. We all know that. But um, there's something that as I was studying this, uh, this portion of scripture, it kind of screamed out at me was he wanted, he wanted the Colossians to understand that he struggled for them. And in 2 Corinthians, he kind of gives us, uh, we, we, we kind of know of, of his outward struggles. And in 2 Corinthians 11, verses 23, um, it says, Are they servants? I am a better one. I'm talking like a madman. With far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, and often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the forty lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, and in cold exposure. Now, we don't face that struggle, but this was Paul's struggle. When I think of Paul's struggle, I think of ministries like Last Day's Revival um, and those who are tied uh, with Voice of the Martyrs. I, um, 
you know, as most of you know, that I, I did have a taste of how Last Days Revival work and how they operate. I uh, did a trip back in, uh, in April. And that wasn't near what Paul is struggling with. So I can't imagine all of these things, like it's in Scripture, we can read it, but to actually bear the weight of those physical uh, uh, ailments, if you will. So this was Paul's outward struggle. But there was an inward struggle that he dealt with. And in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 28, says, And apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. And I believe that along with the outward struggles, Paul is talking about his inward struggles for them as well. Because there is a reality that in studying this, I didn't realize is that Paul wasn't the one to go to the Colossians. It was one of his disciples. And that for me makes sense as he continues on with the verse, you know, because we're, we're wondering, okay, so, so as, we're, as we're going through this passage, we see, okay, so, so I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you, the Colossians, for those at Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me face to face. So they're struggling. They're going through uh, their battles, their struggles, um, and not having a chance to see their leader, Paul. Like, it's almost, I, I think of it as Pastor Jeff being out in Timbuktu, and we, and we don't see him, but yet he's still trying to pastor from that distant point of view. And so there's, there's that inward toil that, I'm, that I just imagine that they as a, as a body had to bear. And so he continues, and in verse 2 it says that their hearts may be encouraged. So there was a purpose with Paul's struggling. He wanted to encourage their faith. And I think oftentimes, as no, we don't, we don't face what um, we don't face what Paul was struggling with outwardly, but we have those inward anxieties. We live in a society and a culture that wants to lull us to sleep, worldliness. You know, we, we're so comfortable here. We don't face, we don't face uh, the persecution as, as Last Day's Revival does in the underground church. We don't face that. So, so how does this, how do we struggle? What is our struggle? Staying awake, I believe, is a big struggle, both outwardly and inwardly. It's hard to get up in the mornings. But that's part of it, is the comfort. The love of comfort, the love of pleasure in this world. And we can easily, easily get, lull, get lullaby to sleep, if you will. Amen. So I believe that we have to understand that as we are called to make disciples, go and make disciples of all nations, as we're called to this specific season in Kentucky, in Dry Ridge, Kentucky, 
in Lighthouse on the Rock Fellowship with all of these brothers and sisters here, with going out to Dry Ridge Housing Authority and, and other places, there's, there, there's a struggle that we face to press in. There's a struggle that we face to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus in the midst of it because he's the one who's going to guide us to where we need to go. He's the one who's going to lead us. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that's where we're going. Is, and so we need to continue to see that the purpose of what we struggle with is different, yes, but it's necessary. It's necessary to, it's necessary to fight. The other part that I believe that uh, he says that he struggled with was um, he struggled that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love. And if you want to put a title to this message, it's, it's knit together in love. Because our struggling, our, we can, as, as 1 Corinthians 12 um, through 14, really all the way through those parts, but specifically 13, we can have all of the gifts in the world. We can have all of the struggle. We can lift up our body. We can, we can let our bodies be sacrificed in persecution. But if we have not love, what is that? Nothing. Nothing. So what's the point? So, so I want to I talk a little bit about Romans 12, 3 through 8 for, for, for just a second. We have all of these gifts Verse 6 specifically talks about uh, the gifts of prophecy, service, teaching, exhorters, generous contributors, zealous leaders, cheerful mercy doers. Okay, all of those things are good. All of those things are very good. And uh, excuse me, not verse, verse 8, verse 9. says what? Let, let love be genuine. Let love be, he lists all of these good gifts of grace that we can have in the midst of a body. But if we have not love, and if love isn't genuine, then what's the point? What's the point? And so I want to be an encouragement tonight because I believe the Lord. I believe the Lord wants to encourage us is that we, we are, it's, it's, it's not that we have arrived, but I believe the Lord wants to encourage us to keep going. Don't stop. Amen. What you're doing is not in vain. Monday night, we had a game night at Meadowview, and there were multiple things that were shared um, prior to the game night starting, and uh, I'm so blessed to be able to be a part of that ministry. I get to see the Lord work in a way through broken vessels such as us. We go there, and oftentimes we prepare lessons and, and do these game nights, and it's like, okay, Lord, I don't know how this is going to, you know, telling these kids that they're little sinners. I don't, well, how does that, what is that going to do? My, my goodness, Lord, like, wow, that's crazy. Um, 
you know, and that's, I, I did say that one time, I will confess that, but um, the reality is, is that we receive testimony that there is um, truth being sown in these kids because Sunday night, um, or excuse me, Sunday, when we, after we passed out those turkeys, we went down there and uh, I, one of the little girls who moved out that would consistently come. She was consistent, and, and she would consistently come, consistently come, uh, but then they moved out, and I believe everybody else had moved on. There was like a group of us that were still hanging around, and uh, her mom pulls up, uh, picking up another girl in the neighborhood, and, and I stopped by, and I say, hi. I was like, hey, how you doing? And uh, she rolls down the window, and she just tells me of how she has taken her, her daughter to other kids' ministries and has never learned what she learned with us. And that's not to puff us up. That's not what it is at all. But I need, I need us to be encouraged that the prayers that we've prayed, they're at work. There's power in them. Amen? Amen? Okay, so I, need, so I need us to be encouraged tonight to not stop fighting to not stop fighting, to not stop using the gifts. And if you haven't used your gifts, if you haven't uh, uh, believed God enough to trust him enough to, to, to step out in faith and use the gifts that you know you have, but some of you are refusing to believe and move forward to use these gifts. So I want you to be encouraged with that little testimony, that it can work, that God is working. Because the purpose is what? To unite us in love. All of these gifts, all of these gifts, the, the service, the, the, each one of us have, have been assigned with a level of faith for this season of our lives. Why don't we use it? Why don't we use it? For those who are still on the fence, and I'm not sure who has uh, put in that application for this discipleship program, but I feel like I need to say it, is step out in faith and do it. For those who haven't, who are still on the fence, do it. Do it, because I'm not sure exactly what the Lord is going to allow for this specific time and this specific season as we are all together. But I believe that the Lord is raising up men and women, raising them up as preachers and teachers of God's word, whether it is in settings like this or in settings like out in Timbuktu in another country, I don't know, or just on the street corner. None of, none of the, the, the outward setting matters. What matters is your heart. What matters is are you a true disciple, true follower of Christ? And I can testify that this class was good for me. And it changed, it changed certain understandings, certain, certain view, views, wrong views of God, wrong theology. Part of why I believe the Lord 
is, is, is wanting to touch on this portion of Scripture tonight is, is because there is a problem with us as individuals. Um, oftentimes we deal with, and I, and I believe this, this one has been a... It's really... I am so inadequate to preach this message. I'm telling you, it's so real to me because the, the area of individualism, which is uh, by, by definition personal independence in action, character, or interest, essentially it is excessive self-interest is what it is. The Lord has been challenging me in my personal walk with my brothers on this specific area. And I just want to read a couple quotes here from uh, Watchman Nee in his book, Normal Christian Life. He says, In Adam, I have the life of Adam. But that is essentially individual. There is no union, no fellowship in sin but only self-interest and distrust of others. As I go on with the Lord, I soon discover not only that the problem of sin and my natural strength has to be dealt with, but that there is also a further problem created by my individual life. That the life that is sufficient in itself and does not recognize its need for and union the body. Essentially, it comes down to lack of surrender. Lack of surrender. We hold on so tightly, I've, I've, I'll be very... I'll be very transparent. Um... The idol of marriage is very real to me. <laughs> and I have seen how my idols have hindered me from intimacy and a deeper love in this season right now for me as a single man. And it's not deeper intimacy, deeper love for a woman. It's deeper love for my brothers. My idolatry hurts other people. It hurts other people. When we're serving this false God, we're hurting ourselves and hurting other people And even the unbelief that we deal with, essentially it's just believing lies about who God is. And what is that? When we're believing a God who isn't the reality of the truth of who God is, that's an idol. That's an idol. So... 
I believe oftentimes the Lord has to undo the twisted theology that we have. He has to, it's, it's this process. We have to pull it apart and certain things need to be dealt with. And I'm telling you, he's dealing with me. And it's not, it's not fun. But I believe it's worth it. And God has really ministered and, and challenged me and convicted me with the question, do you trust my goodness? When you are believing that lie, the, the, the more to the heart of it is, Justin, you read the scripture, you get in the scripture and, and you read it, but do you believe it? Do you take a step believing and trusting in my goodness? Do you trust that what I say is good, that it's good? That right now, this season, for you, what I have, what I have allowed you to have in your hands right now to do and to be. Right now, I'm a single man with four guys in a house. And I work at the ARC, and, I te- and that's, these are just examples, but what do you have in your life that you are not trusting the goodness of God with? What are you looking at your life and saying, God, I, well, you know, I'm just going to self-effort my way through this thing and not trust that, that what you are what you are wanting me to step out in faith and do, by your grace, not by my strength, but by your grace, am I trusting that you're going to meet me in that if I step out in faith? And so I believe that as we were singing all of the songs, it points to Hebrews 12 too. It says, looking to, the, to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. We need a right view of God. We need a corrected view of God. And it's a process, but it's worth it. It's worth it because when I face and I struggle with the discontentment and and ingratitude, I can trust that Lamentations 3.20, when it talks about that your new mercies are there every day, yes, yes, God. That in Philippians 4, that I can trust that I can be, I can have grace to be content in every circumstance. I can trust that. Okay, God. All right, God. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to deny myself because I love you, because you're showing me an aspect of who you are that i never seen before. You're showing me a better love. You're showing me that better love. We need, we need that. We need that. We won't turn away from sin. We won't turn away from idolatry if we don't have that better love. So we need, so. (sighs) We need to surrender. We need to surrender these false gods. Surrender these idols as hard as it is. As hard as, as hard as it is to, to let go of the natural 
propensity towards individualism, to that self-interest, to that, to that self-trust and distrust of others. Distrust that when somebody is coming and trying to bring correction into my life, that I, that I tense up and I don't want to do it. I don't want to listen. Am I willing to humble myself and just be real about what I want so that truth can come in and lovingly show me grace and to walk this thing out? So I believe that God can give us a right view of him. We need to continue to fight for that. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. If faith If faith is looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, the founder and perfecter of our faith, then we need to fight for that. He doesn't make it hard for us. Simply fight for faith, not fight for good works. Yes, that's important. But it's not about self-righteous effort to do, do, do. God says, no, your heart. What are you believing? Who are you trusting in to do this thing? If you're not doing it in love, if you're not doing it in that better love that I'm showing to you, then, I, then it's, it's but filthy rags to me. I don't, I don't want it. That's what he's told me. So God, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust that your righteousness is enough, that Jesus, it's, it's your righteousness, it's not mine, it's not my good works that saves me. Jesus, it is the finished work of the cross, and I'm trusting and believing that it's you, Jesus. It's you. When I don't have a, a single ounce of desire in me to do what you want me to do, to believe what you want me to believe, because sometimes we don't want to believe the truth. We see it. It's clear in front of us. But that truth, is so, it comes so directly against what we believe, the lies that we've chosen to believe, that that fight is there. So I encourage you, stay believing and don't hold on to the lies that we naturally, naturally cling to, even now. The Lord is patient and he's kind. He's long-suffering. He tolerates so much of the unconvinced parts of us. As we walk this, as we walk, this walk out, he tolerates so much of us. It's, it's, I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> I'm so thankful for that. It's so beautiful. That we have a father who actually loves us. Oh, such a beautiful thing. God, I am so grateful. I am so grateful that you aren't the God that I made up. Father, I pray that you would continue to encourage us Encourage us, God, to believe you for who you are. For who you are, God. Holy Spirit, thank you. 
I just want to say thank you. Watchman Nee also said, God is bringing you to the place where he has but to express a wish and respond instantly. That is the, the spirit of a servant based out of Psalm 40, verses 7 through 8. But such a spirit does not come naturally to any of us. It comes only when our soul, the seat of our natural energy and will and affections, has been brought by the touch of the cross under his sway. Surrender. Surrender. When you don't know how to give up that one thing that you so have desperately walked your life with this filter, it filters every decision that we make. That one thing. That one thing. Are we willing to bring it to the cross? Are we willing to open-handedly say, God is still here today because it's an everyday choice. It's an everyday battle. And it's tough. It's tough. It's scary sometimes. But to openly say, God, here it is again. It came back up. I'm sorry. I don't want to make another decision out of this, out of this filter in my life. Out of this, I, I don't want to serve this idol anymore. God, help me. Here it is. I encourage you, keep doing that. That's not, that's not legalism. That is love. That is love. That is faith. That is childlike faith. Your daddy wants to help you. He wants to continue to help you. I believe we need to love Christ more than anything or anyone else. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verses 14 through 15, says, O my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the crannies of the cliff, let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Just this expression of love, this desire that doesn't come naturally within us apart from the grace of God coming and breaking into our worlds, right? But the next verse in verse 15 says, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards for our vineyards are in blossom. These little things, these little things that get in the way, it hinders our love for Christ. Hinders it. Because this was Paul's goal. And I believe it needs to be ours. To reach all the riches, a full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom, all, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It's in Christ. We need to love Christ. I encourage you to stay fighting for that one thing, loving God more than anything and anyone. Anything and anyone. 
God, I pray. I pray, oh God. God, you see our love for other things. You have seen my love for other things, Lord. And I don't know what's coming specifically, but God, I know times are going to get darker. It's going to get worse. And we need a better love. We will not turn away. We will fall away if we do not have a deeper love for you, God. I'm asking God for, God, would you do it in us because we can't do it for ourselves? I'm asking with a desperation. I'm asking with a desperation, God, that you would put it inside of us, each and every single one of my brothers and sisters, God. That deeper love, God, let it go deep, Lord. Deeper than anything, God. We don't have it, but we need it, God. And I believe you're taking us there. You are taking us there, God. Not by might. Not by power, but by my spirit. God, I pray that you would help us trust your spirit. I pray that you would help us to trust that when you tell us to get up from that sleep, And you know the areas. You're pointing them out right now. God, I pray that you would help us to humble ourselves before your cross once again, God. To continue in that, to not get tired of doing that. Oh, Father, you're a good God. You're a good God. God, you know when we need comfort and love from you, but you also know when we need conviction and when we need surrender. Father, you are exceedingly able to do this. I'm believing and trusting that as this word has gone forth, I pray, God, that you would awaken us more to your scripture. Awaken us more through your word, God. Awaken us more, Lord. Don't let it be that we stay in our beds, God. But that you would open our hearts to your word. Father, open your word to our hearts, Lord. It's in your name, Jesus. It's in your name that we trust, that we put our faith in. Even the faith, the size does not matter. The size does not matter as long as it's in Christ. It's in that name that we pray and we believe in tonight. Amen. Lord, I thank you, God, that you're speaking to us. Lord, I want to pray for all of us here and 
those that aren't here. You spoke something to me uh, a few years ago, and you made it very clear, Lord, that this was your church, and that you're going to build it, and that you're going to be the one that places people and knits it together, Lord. And as Justin was speaking to us, and you were speaking to us through him, Lord, I just felt the need to come up and pray and ask you, Lord, to continue to knit this body yes. together, to bring all the members into their proper place. And Lord, I want to pray for anyone yes. here tonight that you're speaking to about hindrances or, or just, it could be sometimes just an unawareness that God has a call and a plan for my life, that my life is not my own, and he didn't save me, he didn't set me free to just spend an hour or two or three in church and work a job and, and do little things here and there, but he actually has a purpose hmm. for me in the body. He wants to use me. He has gifts that he's already placed inside of me that are waiting to come forth simply by faith, simply by stepping out, simply as we heard, by surrendering myself and giving my vessel to God to use for his glory. So, Lord, I pray tonight, I pray for all of us, Lord. I know many um, have stepped into their calling, have found their place in the body, but, Lord, many still haven't. Lord, and I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you will begin to work in every heart. You That's will right. speak. You will show the leadership. You will show right. each individual, Lord, where their place is, where yes. they are to serve, how you want to use them, what their giftings are, Lord, so that you might knit this body closer together, Lord, That's that right. you might put all the members in the body where they need to be. And as you are the head, that you would... Just work more fully through us all, Lord. Yes, Jesus. And as Justin shared, Lord, that the, the, at the core of it all would be a greater love Amen. for one another, God. And I thank you, God, that you are doing that. Yes, Lord. Even though we don't see it like yes. we sang earlier, even though we don't feel it. Yeah. You are doing it. You are bringing forth your will, Lord. And we just want to agree with you. We just want to offer ourselves, or we want to invite you, Holy Spirit, just to continue to search us and to show us anything, Lord, that would hinder you from having a greater way in all of us, Lord, so that you truly may be glorified through this body. Lord, you have a work. You have things you want to do, greater things. God, we're so thankful for what you're doing and the testimonies we're hearing, God. Yes, but, God. Lord, you want to do so much when you're That's able right. to do That's so right. much. We sang about it tonight. Yes, God. Lord, and you, you are really wanting us to believe you for the impossible, Lord, because you have not changed. So, God, we thank you, God. And I just pray, Lord, that you will just... Continue working that out in this body. For all those that aren't here, all those that are here, Lord, I just pray, Holy Spirit, you will just continue knitting us together in that spirit of love, 
Lord, that you might truly be glorified. And Lord, I thank you, and I am trusting you to do it. In Jesus' name, amen.